All right, all right, all right, Leadheads. We are back with another episode, a Corona-free episode, again, of the Talking Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Lefty, and uh, we're going to have a good show today. We're going to be talking about things that you can do uh, while you're at home uh, to help improve your, your firearm skills, also known as dry firing, and tips and tricks from a professional that uh, we've brought on board and uh, maybe some other ancillary things that uh, will help you out during these quarantine times. So uh, joining me, we've got our good buddy, longtime leadhead, and sponsor of the Talking Lead AK Corner, which we just dropped. We've got our good buddy Adam Ranala joining us with Century Arms. Adam, welcome in. What's going on, brother? Thanks for having me again. Yeah, man. Uh, appreciate you being on. Sorry you missed the, the AK corner. We had a good one. Yeah, I didn't know how well I'd have done through a mask anyways, you know. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad you guys were able to uh, social distance and get through it without me. So tell me you're not wearing a mask. Are you wearing mask out in public? I'm not right now in the office. I'm not. But, you know, I actually just had to go pick up some guns from a local gun store and walked in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they said, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Everybody turned and just stared at me. What the hell were you thinking? Are you serious? And I didn't realize in the, in the town that we're in, if you're going into a public place, it's mandatory to wear a mask. So I had to go out and I actually grabbed a uh, Century Arms T-shirt <laughs> and wrapped it around my face. So then I was walking back through with a... Uh, with an extra large T-shirt wrapped around my face like an idiot, and um, was it yeah. the pew pew canic so really like T-shirt? Only... No, it was a century. Not actually, no, it was a canic. It was a pew pew one, and so not only it's the one Nils is actually wearing right now. Yeah. Um, not only was I basically practicing proper quarantine tips, but I also feel like I was advertising. So I don't know if I put in for overtime on this or how exactly I go. Well, about it might be it. a tax like write-off. Yeah, it could be. It could be a tax write-off. You might get an extra stimulus I mean, check. You know, I, I don't. I, I'm waiting on my stipend check. Yeah, everybody got it. I haven't gotten it, so I, I don't. I don't know. If, do I call Trump directly? How does this work? Well, if you want it, uh, I, th- I think they just directly sent it. To you. I know that uh, a couple of members of my family have gotten theirs, but I'm not. I'm not filing for it. I don't want it. I'm not getting it. I'm not taking it. They can keep their damn money. This is. But you don't have to file. I think. I think it's just if you did your taxes. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, it's that direct deposit thing, but you can tell your bank to um, oh, hell no. to refuse it. I think it's interesting. I saw a great meme today. It was like, so everybody wants to oh, I'm asking all my friends, what caliber are you getting your stimulus check in? <laughs> I saw that post. That was a good post. I like that. That was very good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you didn't get a chance, Ladheads, go back to last episode uh, where we did a live show, and uh, it was a good one. And we talked a little bit about this, uh, this coronavirus pandemic. Uh, I put my finger quotes up. But it was a good show, so make sure you go back, check that out. Uh, Keltec Weapons, uh, go, go check them out. Sponsors of the Talking Lead Podcast. Want to make sure we give them a good plug on this. I've been trying to get them on for a while, and then things happened, and then this happened, and that, that put us even further behind with getting those guys on, uh, which also... Uh, delayed our giveaway, which you guys have been anxiously uh, waiting for, and we're still going to do that. We've got a, a CP33 from Keltec that we're giving away that's been custom done up by our good buddy Dave over at Mission First Tactical Adam. 
Uh, he's putting a nice little something something on there uh, with that, making a custom holster for that. It's going to have some awesome graphics on the holster as well. Buck Knives has a knife that they're giving away. Fioki's got some ammo uh, that's going to be in that. Defy Watches has a uh, one of their new uh, Springfield watches that's going to be included with that. So it's kind of the ultimate EDC uh, giveaway package. Uh, but we're still going to do that. So um, once everybody gets back in, in the swing and uh, normal operations, we'll get that going and um, might even have a few more things to add to it once we get to it. Keith likes everything about the great outdoors. He's a lot like us. Whether we're bow hunting in the backcountry or plinking in the backyard, we want to enjoy each experience to the fullest. Keltec's 22 caliber P17 is Heath's go-to pistol for a good time, on the range, on the trail, and anywhere in between. Weighing in at only 14 ounces with a full magazine, its compact size makes it easy to conceal or tuck away in a small pack, pocket, or space. It comes out of the box ready with a fiber optic front sight, a threaded barrel, a Picatinny rail, and a price point for any budget. With three 16-round magazines, it's ready for hours of pure, unadulterated enjoyment. It's easy, it's affordable, it's accurate, and it's a damn sweet marvel of plinking innovation. The Keltec P-17. It's more bang for less buck. So Adam, you uh, you brought a guest with you today to help us with our, our main topic, which is going to be uh, dry firing at home. So introduce uh, our guest. Yeah, so you know, you and I were talking the other day, and we're talking about one of the neat things that this quarantine does give us the opportunity to do is to become more proficient with our firearms, whether it's for a competitive setting or just you just want to be on a day-to-day uh, more proficient. And we took the same mindset as of late with Canik, uh, and we're doing these quick tips in quarantine on our social media platform. And so we said, hey, you know, we've got Nils Jonathan, our team captain, our all-shooting extraordinaire, um, you know, many times over champion across the country, across the world, and we're already doing these. So I said, I couldn't think of anybody better as a liaison for Canik for Century, um, for the obviously the lead heads out there. I gave him a call, and for some strange reason, he happened to have a little free time right <laughs> he now. He had some um, free time, a little well, downtime. I <laughs> was a little shocked, you know. I said, hey, aren't you out there doing things? You know, he said, you know, other than really sitting on his couch and, you know, organizing his filing cabinet and his canned goods, <laughs> um, he had some time. So without any further ado, Nils. Nils, yeah, welcome thanks, in. Adam. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. This is uh, uh, an interesting time we're living through right now. <laughs> it is. I don't think there's ever been a, a time like this in, in history, and definitely not modern time history, uh, especially going through what we're going through with the technology that we have. Uh, so, yeah, we're pioneers, I guess you could say. Yeah, absolutely. But like Adam was saying, it's it's been a cool thing we've been able to do as far as the Kenix Quick Tips in Quarantine to bring a little bit of information to our social media platform and teach people a little bit about what they can learn at home and just in, you know, shooting and firearms in general. So it gives us that opportunity. So that's a good thing. So that's cool. The, the quick tips quarantine. So how long have you guys been doing that? I didn't know you were doing that, Adam. You didn't tell me. We've been doing it for, I, when did we start it? Sometime early last week, week and a half ago, Adam? 
That's not yeah, right. so we intro yeah, we introduced about a week and a half ago. We're on we're releasing uh, episode five tomorrow. They're, they're about sixty seconds long. They're everything from gun safety to things we're gonna talk about today, like uh, myths and and actualities of dry firing, um, how to practice mag reloads, all kinds of different things. And they're kind of kind of just they're they're customer and uh, viewer oriented so we had some planned and then as we've had comments and requests we're really just expanding it and we're going to try to keep these going as long as we can um very cool and as long as people are interested yeah and we're posting these on the century arms instagram page as well as the canic usa instagram very cool are you, you guys have youtube also are you posted on youtube so we will post them on youtube uh, as a kind of a, a culmination sure uh, but right now if you're looking for them it's all driven by our social media platforms that's awesome well Niels, we're, we're glad to have you on like i said uh real quick i don't think adam probably did you justice on your background give a little bit uh background de more detailed background about yourself well in the shooting world i've been around for about 18 18 and a half years uh, i started shooting in 2002 and i shoot a, a wide range of uh, competition styles. So I'll shoot everything from USPSA and IPSC uh, to IDPA and three gun. And I've shot some revolver I-Core championship matches. And mm -hmm. I, I, I shoot a whole bunch of different styles of shooting. And, and over the last, you know, 15 years, I've accrued about 17 to 18 national or world championship titles. Wow. That's, been, that's very impressive. He's good. Now, what's your what's your background? <laughs> what industry did you come from? So I came from the shooting industry. I've uh, as long as I've been around, I've been in the gun industry in one form or another. Whether it's you know working at a, a retail gun store or running an ammunition company uh, are the last two careers that I've had. Uh, and then last year, this opportunity with Canic came about, and, and we've really been pushing full steam ahead pushing the the canic products and just kind of showing the world you know that they're just as good or better than everything else for a better price point very cool superior if you will superior be superior as the shirt says <laughs> i've got the shirt i wear it i like it i'm proud of you yeah i've got that pew pew one too that he's got there too uh, i like yeah, that yeah you know that was these, actually these are fun that, that was a that was a shot show exclusive patch that we decided we were actually going to do at NRA annual meeting as well, and you know, needless to say that wasn't uh, wasn't in the cards. But those are actually selling on eBay for like a hundred and fifty dollars a patch. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh! No, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know it was cool, all the way up you know, to one hundred and fifty. Yeah, they got pretty crazy. So actually, if you want, Lefty, I'll send you like 10 or 15 of them and you can give them out to some lead heads. They're pretty cool patches. To hell with that. I'm going to sell them on eBay and pay for my uh, quarantine. <laughs> All the no, snacks. no, All you know, you know, I'll give them out. Definitely. Yeah. We got to reward the lead heads. Now are we rewarding the lead heads uh, at the end of the show today with something? Yeah, I think we can figure out something. I think, uh, boy, you know, I, I, I'll go through it. I'll say, I think what we can do is, Obviously, Nils, I think uh, he has an affinity to a certain one of the Canics. That is his gun that he uses in com competition, and that's a TP9 SFX. Oh, yeah. Um, it is a gun that we designed and created and released in the U.S. market with the idea of obviously helping that competitive 
shooter have what we believe is an edge. It is designed with that purpose. Obviously, a lot of people enjoy it as their carry gun, as a gun for home defense. But it really has a lot of the traits that I think level that then can be scaled up all the way to something like Nils that uses it, you know, on the professional level as well. And I think that's a testament not only to Nils' skills, but to the gun itself. So I think it'd only be fitting if we said that the winner would be win a uh, TP9 SFX. Holy cow. What? That's huge. We got to make them work for that, though. That's, that's too big of a giveaway not to make them work for it. Well, I tell you, you know, I mean, you're 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 the pro here. Yeah. At this, I mean, that'd be like Nils asking me for shooting tips. Uh, I think that's <laughs> your job. So you got to figure this out. Uh, I will definitely uh, figure something out. Uh, but yeah, that that was completely unexpected. So uh, you caught me off guard with that. <laughs> so very nice. Uh, I'm at a loss for words. I forgot where we were at. But you know what? What keeps me on track? is I hear that jack wagon train coming. So you guys get ready for the talking lead jack wagon train. Gunny, bring that train in. Hey, Ralph, Semper do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, the train has stationed, and we've got several jack wagons to take care of uh, this week. And I, I think we'll start with our guest. Adam was talking off air earlier, and he's got a couple of good ones that we definitely need to take care of. So, Adam, who you got? So, being that our corporate office is down here in South Florida, I figured we had to go with Florida guy. Florida you know, man. Everybody, <laughs> Florida man, Florida guy does what he does. And there's two of them. So, the first Florida man is something that literally boggles my mind more than anything I've seen. So, you know, you've got people in North Carolina and Florida being arrested for protesting, you know, uh, their beliefs that small business should not be closed or that they don't have the right to still be out in public doing what they want to do. And wherever you stand on the line of that, that's okay. But the fact that they're still being arrested and we just had a man released from prison that is being charged with murder because of the coronavirus scare <laughs> is absolutely mind-boggling to me. And for that reason, he hands down has to be my first submittal for Jack Wagon of the Week. Now, is he the Jack Wagon or is the system the Jack Wagon for letting him out? Can we do a, a team effort here yes. and kind of combine all of them? I think, yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. And the second one. The second one is literally breaking news as of 56 minutes ago. Okay. Florida man Robert, is all I'm going to say, of Sebring was arrested Tuesday night and booked for making a written threat on Facebook of a mass shooting, which is a second-degree felony. And he, what he was threatening was he was going to mass shoot up the public's because when he was in there earlier that day, enough people didn't have masks on. So he was going to teach them a lesson and teach the country a lesson by shooting up publics. Now, was he only going to target the unmasked people? Or was he just going to shoot everybody? Was he that you good know, a shot? It's not a funny thing, but it kind of is. I mean, I, I, I don't even know, you know, 62 years old. Oh, he was 62. 62 year old man. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, of course, I'm sure he's saying that he wasn't serious. He was just trying to make a point. 
Well, I'll tell you what, he is seriously now. He's seriously behind bars. He's seriously so, a jack wagon. Uh, That's what he is. <laughs> he is, yeah. He is actually conducting the jack wagon train right now. Uh, and I, but oh the good news gosh. is he's doing it with a mask on. So, yeah. Well, sure. I'm going to jail! So why was it back to the mask thing when you going out in public? As it's like, I, I can't imagine you not having a, a Gucci'd up mask, Adam. <laughs> Some sort of... You know, stylish, just out there kind of mask. Are you working on that now? I, you know, so Ken, our creative director here, he's got a camouflage one. <laughs> okay. um, and needless to say, he looks very, very, very tactical in his. Yeah, yeah. Um, William, an, uh, our VP, he has like the, you know, the big filtered mask and it's, it's uh, very legit looking. My neighbor, just brought me one because she said I needed a mask. And being that it's South Florida, she brought me a Lily Pulitzer <laughs> mask. Okay. So it's flowers and roses, and I think there's even like a little cruise ship on it. So that's you. Um, that is you to a T. Yes. Yeah, I'm super festive. And, uh, you got to wear your Easter. Like foot, you got to wear your Easter outfit with that. Yeah, like a six foot ten ogre walking around South Florida with a Lily Pulitzer mask on. I would not get shot in the Publix, allegedly, if uh, if I was wearing said said mask. He would or I shoot. Might get shot. He would shoot you just because you'd scare the shit out of him for how big you are. <laughs> and you know what the good news is? It, you know what the good news is? Because of this great country and our Second Amendment and my rights, I'd have been able to shoot back. That's right, because you carry it. I bet you carry exactly. a canic too, don't you? I do. I carry the TP9 Elite. SC, our subcompact that came out uh, late last year. Nils can talk about that a little bit, but we're actually in the process of releasing a new video. It literally has pretty much all of the amazing features. I have no idea what kind of gun you're talking about. Adam, I have no idea what kind of gun you're talking about. As Nils is holding it in front of the camera. (laughs) (laughs) So, Adam, why would you go subcompact? Because your hands are like, you you just said, you're an ogre. That's like putting a a baseball in your hand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting to say that. So, ironically, even though I do have large hands, the grip um, is is a pretty good size. And then what we have is we have a 15-round um, magazine, which actually has a grip extension that comes uh, standard with that gun. So it comes with a 12 and 15-rounder. So the, the 12 has the pinky rest, but then the 15 has a full grip extension, which, to be honest, with that grip extension and those extra rounds is a lot sturdier of a grip for me than a lot of full-size guns and the stippling on it's great i I feel comfortable with it and then obviously when you have a subcompact gun it gives you that whole you don't have to worry about it printing as much and sometimes you're just more comfortable to carry so and it goes great with my lily pulitzer mask it will now won't it yeah get get that over to david he can probably uh, put that design on that for you yeah get a holster done yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly all right, so let's go on to our next jack wagon. Those are, are very good jack wagons there, Adam. Uh, I'm going to be throwing, and she's been on here before, uh, is Alyssa Milano. Of course, she, you know, Twitter is her big thing, and she went to Twitter. Alyssa posted, Americans bought over 2 million firearms in March of 2020, over a million more than this time last year. We have to keep each other safe by social distancing and washing our hands and not bringing dangerous firearms into our homes. Stop the coronavirus gun surge. Hashtag no NRA. <laughs> so that's her answer to uh, uh, to this whole thing, is don't bring the dangerous guns into the 
to the home. Uh, and then James Woods responded, thank you for the reminder when the looting starts, always be prepared, buy more ammo. So right on to James Woods. Uh, I think you guys can see where I'm going with James Woods. He's going to be on another segment after we get done with this one. Uh, so Alyssa Milano, welcome to the uh, Talking Lead Jack Wagon Train. What about you, Niels? You got somebody? Yeah, mine, my Jack Wagon is kind of going to be a segue off of Adam's uh, with relation to the face masks. Uh, but it's going to be more related to California and some of their laws and regulations that they've implemented that uh, they're requiring their citizens to adhere to. Okay. Uh, I was talking with some friends of mine out there, and I don't know if you know this or not, but they're required, if they're outside of their home, to wear a face mask 100% of the time. So it, let me give you a hypothetical. Say you're driving down the freeway in your car, you are legally required to be wearing a face mask. <laughs> <laughs> and to top it off, where do you even buy a face mask right now? You can't go to Amazon or Home Depot or Walmart to buy one. So it's kind of a law requiring you to do something that and, you can't physically do unless you carry a, rig a, a t-shirt around a, your face. A canic t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, I don't know what their requirements, you know, what, what constitutes a mask, but... Uh, Okay, whatever. And it just goes to show you California's, um, I mean, I just you just can't fathom the things that they they bring into law and they want to ban and they want to to implement. It's just mind-boggling. Yeah, they're one of those states that uh, feels like everything can be solved by government intervention, and that's just not the case. No, it's not. And, the, you know, they think it's just a, a, a quick patch to things, too. It's like, let's just put this patch on it, and it's going to make things go away. So that brings me to my jack wagon as you talk about California uh, and all these new laws and everything that they're implementing, and especially gun laws. So here's an article. It's the Los Angeles Times. It says, California lags in reducing number of felons with firearms as gun sales pick up amid coronavirus. So uh, even in California, the gun sales are soaring, uh, which I don't see how because of the, the regulations that they have. Doesn't the the sheriff have to okay gun permits there in California, I think? So I'm not sure if the sheriff has to okay anything. Uh, for a concealed carry permit, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I believe it's uh, they just transitioned to a shall issue, but they're dragging their feet in certain counties as far as issuing CCWs. Yeah. Um, but I do know that California is one of the states that implements a waiting period. So you and I, you're in Tennessee, I'm in Arizona. Mm -hmm. We can go to the gun store and we can buy a gun, fill out a 4473 and, you know, have a, a pistol or rifle in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. California, they have a certain number of days as far as uh, they call it a cool down period yeah. um, that you're required to wait before you're able to take possession of your firearm. Because if you're mad and you're going in to buy a gun, you know, they don't want you to, to go out and immediately kill somebody. They think that that's going to cool you down. So um, basically what this article is saying is that um, based on these increased gun sales, um, you know, their felon rate has increased, but the guns that they're trying to get out of the hands of the felons has decreased. Um, but what they don't tell you again, are all these new laws that they implement that make people felons. So, you know, the laws that they're making to make people felons are happening faster than they can implement and, um, uh, enforce the laws that they've already got. Uh, 
So that's the reason for that. That's the reason why their felon rate is growing with people who have the firearms because they're implementing all these new laws that make regular, normal firearm owner in any other state like you and I, uh, Niels, we would be felons in California right now. I know I'd be a felon in California. There's no question about that. Yeah, I'm I'm a felon many times over in, in California. So <laughs> it's a good thing we're not there. So I think that's all the jack wagons I've got. Do you guys have any more? No, I think I think we've got some strong, strong candidates for today. Yeah, that, that's quite a bit. So if you guys want to submit, you leadheads want to submit your jack wagon, send it to talkinglet.gmail.com. Put uh, jack wagon in the subject. And then we'll read your jack wagons online. I know there's probably uh, several of you guys who have sent some in, but uh, I've, I've probably missed your emails. But I'll go back through those, those in next episode. I'll pick you up. Because there's no deadline on, on jack wagons. They don't ever expire. You can go back 20 years and pick out a jack wagon if you want to. I think we had somebody throw Hitler on there uh, not too long ago. So, so now let's, let's uh, counter that. Let's talk about our Leadhead Brigade heroes. Who's going to get a ride on Lead Force 1? And as I alluded to earlier, James Woods uh, is going to get one for his uh, response to Alyssa Milano there. So James Woods gets a ride on Lead Force One this week. Do uh, you guys have any heroes? I'll tell you, you know, it, it's kind of a generic one, but I think it needs to be said. You know, we've talked about the grocery store workers. We've talked about the police officers, the medical, the, you know, and they are. And they're doing such an amazing job Absolutely. of making sure that the truck drivers – you know, that are constantly keeping things going. I mean, heck, they're making bukus of money, but the Amazon delivery guy, I, I would be in a, <laughs> in, a, in a world of hurt if it wasn't for them. But I would say, you know, I just went through and just stopped by Wex Gunworks here in Delray uh, Beach in Florida and picked up an AK that I'd ordered. And those, those guys are still working hard, too. And, you know, they just got ruled essential, as they should. And so all the guys and, and women out there that are, that are still working and running these firearms uh, stores and the firearms manufacturers, you know, our hardworking team in Vermont that's still up there every day uh, receiving in our imports, building AKs, uh, making ammo um, all across the country, whether it's our competitor or anyway, these guys are, and women are still out there every day, uh, you know, supporting our, our Second Amendment rights and ensuring that when we go to sleep at night, especially in these uncertain times, we have what we need to protect ourselves and our family. And and I think that's something that really needs to be commended because while it is a business, it's an essential part of our country and our rights and our safety. And I think it's a huge thing that has kind of gone, you know, there's so much flack that's been given about by people, like you said, Alyssa Milano, that are hating on us and hating on the industry and hating on people that are exercising this right. But there's so many people that appreciate it. So I think there's, you know, true kudos that need to be given to them. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel sorry for those states uh, like New York and in those areas that those gun stores have been deemed non-essential and shut down and forced to shut down where people can't go and buy the essential self-defense tools that they need. So, good one. Very good. What about you, Niels? Yeah, my uh, Lead Force One would actually be a, a gentleman that I've kind of grown up with in the shooting community. Um, and that would be a shooting hero, legendary competitive shooter, Rob Latham. Um, and I, I add him to this list specifically for something he did for me last year. Uh, we were at 
uh, we were in Florida, and I was fortunate enough to win a USPSA national championship. But I had to fly out before the match concluded uh, to shoot another competition. And Robbie went up and accepted the award on my behalf and gave a, a really uh, touching kind of um, background history story of myself and uh, and did that and accepted the award on my behalf in front of 300 plus people. So cool. for me, I would I would add Robbie to Lead Force One for that. So thank you, Bob. Absolutely. Rob Latham's always welcome on the uh, Talking Lead, Lead Force One. So good job. All right, so this one is listener submitted, and it comes from uh, our good buddy Mark Peck, and he nominates uh, a teenager here. And I'll read you the story here. This is the La Cruces, C-R-U-C-E-S, New Mexico. A 16-year-old wrestling champion helped stop a kidnapping and assault near La Cruces, New Mexico by pinning a man to the ground until deputies arrived, authorities said. Uh, So Mayfield High School student Cannon Bauer was being lauded as a hero after controlling suspect uh, Daniel. That's all I'm going to say his name is. He's a a jack wagon. Uh, He was 22. and uh, basically what happened was this uh, Daniel guy, the suspect, was trying to steal this lady's uh, kids off of a bus as they were getting off a bus. And he took one of them and was threatening to hurt that kid. And if she didn't give him the other kids, she was able somehow to get the kids away and rush into a nearby um, grocery store. And this, uh, this hero teenager, Cannon, uh, had heard the commotion, drove his truck over, uh, and then confronted Daniel, the suspect, trying to, to kidnap the kids, body slammed him, and put him in a chokehold until the authorities arrived. Um, this Daniel guy looks like he's about 115 pounds, 20 pounds soaking wet maybe, and... Uh, and and the the wrestling champion guy is two hundred eighty five pounds. <laughs> oh yeah, the video is hilarious to watch him. I mean, he he, it's funny. He starts on a side mount, and it looks like he's about to transition. He's like, "No, nah, I got him. I can just stay like this." And the guy just gives up. <laughs> it was great to watch. Oh, so there's a video. Okay. Oh yeah, no. So it starts outside in the parking lot of what looks like a convenience store, and uh, the guy like drags the kids inside. And people are panicking, you know, running around. There's an older gentleman involved. Uh-huh. And then you see this kid, this monster of a kid, come walking up. He, like, peeks in the door, nods, walks inside, and proceeds to um, physically explain to this gentleman <laughs> why uh, he should not be doing what he was doing. Uh-huh. And then, and then uh, directs him to the floor in a rather abrupt manner. And then just lays on him. <laughs> Just sits on him. That's funny. I mean, it, it, it would basically look like me pinning you. <laughs> I mean, it was, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting thing to watch happen. It was good. I wish you would have put him in a sleeper hole. That would have been, that would have been great. For well, anybody that doesn't know, Adam is like six feet, seven inches tall. He's a freaking giant. So, Yeah, but he's he's down. You know, he's, he's, he's slim and trim right now. So he's a... I, you're felt what eight pounds, eight pounds in this quarantine thing. I've eaten all the snacks. <laughs> but 
but you're still skinny. I mean, you you lost so much, so eight pounds ain't nothing. I mean, you can afford eight pounds. Well, thanks. Skinny. We call him Skinny Richard now. So uh, that's our Tommy Led uh, Led Head Brigade heroes getting a ride on Air Force One. Definitely, uh, Cannon Bauer. If any of you Lead Heads know this kid or uh, can get in touch with him. Uh, get me his contact info or have him contact me. I'm going to send him a, a nice little uh, little swag package from Talking Lead. All right. So good jack wagon and uh, Lead, Lead Force One there, guys. Let's get into our main topic. This is what everybody's waiting to hear. They want to know how they can get more proficient while they're sitting on their asses in this quarantine time here. What can they do to better their skills as a firearm owner, as a competition shooter, uh, or just your everyday shooter, Nils. Let's let's get into what what's the benefits of of dry firing? Because a lot of people think you know, well, I'm not supposed to dry fire my gun. That's going to damage it. Yeah, some people, I mean, have definitely been told, and I've heard it over and over at at gun stores and that kind of thing that dry firing your pistol is going to somehow screw up the mechanism or damage your gun in some way. And the only time that's actually true is if you're shooting uh, like a, a 22 long rifle, which is a, a rimfire uh, cartridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is when the dry, when the striker or the firing pin goes down or is struck, it impacts the chamber of the barrel. So in that instance, yeah, dry fire is bad, but if, have a 380 or a nine millimeter or a 40 cal 45 any any standard center fire cartridge dry fire is not going to damage your gun in pretty much any way right so don't be afraid to dry fire that gun uh unless it's one of the ones that not, neil's just said so let's talk about some of the uh before you get started uh dry firing some of the you know, the safety rules that you want to adhere to. Um, whether yeah. whether you're at home practicing or on the range, all the, the standard firearm, firearm rules apply, right? Absolutely. And in my opinion, I think they're even more important because at the end of the day, we're playing with a gun in our own homes. So there are four general firearm safety rules. And in order to dry fire, we have to dismiss number four which is don't fire the gun unless you're ready to shoot We're, and you know put your finger in the trigger. We have to disregard that rule. So we need to use the other three rules to make up for that. So we need to make sure the gun's pointed in a safe direction. So if for some reason it were to go off, it would go somewhere where it's not going to damage something or hurt somebody. We always want to assume the gun's loaded, even though we've double, triple, quadruple checked to make sure it's not. We want to assume it is, so if something were to happen, no one gets injured. And we always want to make sure, you know, what's behind what we're dry firing at as well. Like, so we have a, a, a thin wall. If a round actually went through that wall, what's behind it, and what's behind the next wall? So, yeah, safety is is very very important for dry fire, and I think even more important than when we're at range on a live fire uh, situation because it's not a controlled environment. Yeah. And, and another thing that you can do when, when doing this is again, double, triple check, make sure the firearm is empty. Make sure your magazines that you're going to be using are empty. 
and then just remove all ammo from the area. That way there's uh, no likelihood that you could get some ammo in there or somebody could walk in the room and while you go pee or whatever. But even if you leave the room, leave your firearm unattended, when you come back, you want to recheck it, as always. Always assume it's loaded, so. Yep, absolutely. And I, I know several people that dry fire with uh, dummy cartridges to simulate the the weight uh, of a, a regular gun as if you were shooting it uh, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to be super careful doing that and never, ever substitute live ammo for that. So if you have the ability to you know, reload your own, you know, safety or snap caps essentially that have the same weight as a regular projectile that's mm-hmm. fine uh, don't substitute live ammo for that situation yeah and and you might if you've got uh neighbors that are a concern uh you might want to let them know that you are uh, training at home if they can see through your windows or whatever so they don't call the police on you <laughs> <laughs> well I, I would uh for me personally i would close the blinds and not draw too much attention to myself. I live in an apartment complex. Yeah. So I'm very conscious as far as, you know, where a projectile would go if all the safety rules failed. And, you know, the only one I had to fall back on was the gun in the safe direction. Absolutely. Uh, But I also don't want to draw attention to myself because, yeah, I'm running around with a a gun inside. That that definitely could uh, lend to some unwanted attention. But now that we've adhered to, to the safety, um, what uh, let's talk about the benefits of dry firing. So what well, are we what are we gaining? To the, okay, go ahead. So before I jump into the benefits of dry fire, let's talk for a second about what you can't do with dry fire. And, and very simply put, you can't practice controlling the recoil of the gun at home in dry fire. And that's the main thing that you can't do at home. Everything else from drawing the gun, practicing reloads. Uh, training your transitions and gaining time there, movement, all of that stuff can be done at home if you got even a little bit of space. But uh, controlling the recoil, actually feeling the recoil impulse, that's just not something we're going to be able to, to benefit me, from. Let me ask home. you this. Um, if you're using those, because there are companies that make uh, rounds that will simulate the action and, and recoil uh, with no projectile. Um, is that considered yeah, dry firing? Uh, yeah, it's definitely considered dry firing. Um, I the benefit of that style device is that it's resetting the trigger, so you have uh, a similar trigger every single time, and you're actually able to maybe throw a laser on a target and have a system. Uh, like I have an eye dry fire system that does something like that, mm-hmm. where it registers on a computer where your impacts were. Um, but the CO2 or the pneumatic system doesn't simulate the actual recoil of the gun. The benefit there is that it's resetting the trigger so you can dry fire multiple there is a, times. Are you familiar with ride. ultimate training munitions? I'm not. Okay, so they may they do make a round that simulates the recoil. But we can talk about that later. But anyway. So um uh, Yeah, I've never I've never felt anything that simulates the recoil as if, you know, say a nine millimeter or a forty caliber would on the range. Yeah. Uh, I've had several pneumatic systems like a CO2 or a compressed air um, that will move the slide and you get the benefit of the the sight bouncing around a little bit, mm-hmm. but there's no recoil for your body to subconsciously control. These actually have recoil. Okay. 
Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to check those out. That sounds neat. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I've had the opportunity to try them out at Shot Show a couple of times. So, uh, but anyway, uh, for the most part, yes, you're not going to be able to to simulate the recoil. So, what can you do? What what are what are the benefits of the dry fire? What are we going to be able to gain? Well, the best thing about dry fire is it's free and you can do it at home whenever you want. Bingo. Um, and and you can you can practice uh, and for um, I would say that dry fire is actually better for certain things than going out to the range and shooting rounds uh, for draws and reloads especially because you obviously it's free so you're not wasting all those extra resources but you can focus on just the mechanical aspects of the draw and being more efficient rather than the active firing the gun. Mm-hmm. So dry fire is better for something like draw practice and reload practice because you're not distracted by these other things. Right. Very good. So you're going to be able to improve your grip, your stance, your trigger control, your sight picture, your sight alignment. Um, and to go along with that, uh, you know, there's, there's certain drills that you can do to help each one of those. Now you've got, you've been, like you said, you guys have been doing a series, the quarantine, was it quarantine? Can I quick tips in quarantine? There you go. Can it quick tips in quarantine? Um, so what have you guys been, been teaching through that? So the first few episodes, uh, we're covering some very basic, just safety stuff initially. Uh, and then I'm jumping into, certain aspects you can practice at home that will give the most benefit in like a range or a match style setting. Uh, so we're focusing on the stuff they can do that gives them the most time benefit, mm-hmm. uh, specifically like transitions and things where you spend more time doing that action than other things. Like for example, you spend more time moving the gun from one target to another than you do reloading the gun on a stage for like what I do. Gotcha. So if uh, if we're at home, and uh, you know, obviously, if you've never shot a gun, if you're a first time firearm owner, uh, you need to take a class. I mean, you really need to get some professional training because um, you're not really going to know how to draw and how to grip and how to reload and you know all that other than watching John Wick. And although he does it well. <laughs> Uh, I don't think you're going to be able to really learn the, the mechanics and the theories behind it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I caveat it with that as well. I mean, there are some YouTube videos and things out there that you might be able to try to emulate and, and whatnot. But how, are you know, how do you know you're doing them right unless you've got a professional telling you you're right or you're wrong? So just throwing that caveat out there. But uh, for draw, what kind of drills do you have for the draw to help improve draw? Yeah, draws specifically is is one of those things that you can learn a lot more in dry fire than on the range. Um, and for a draw drill, I think it's beneficial to break the draw into different segments. So you have several movements that incorporated together make up the draw. And that's, for example, going between a rested, either a surrender or a hands at side position. From that position to grasping the gun in your holster and then your next position or your next movement would be from uh, the holster position to coupling your left hand or your support hand with that strong hand 
and then the extension out and then settling your sights on the target and firing the shot. So for a dry fire drill, it can be good to compartmentalize those different movement aspects. So the whole point in dry fire and the whole point in all of this is to become more efficient. You want to eliminate any excess movement. So if you're moving your shoulder and your whole body's contorting to get your hand on the, on the grip of the gun, that's a lot of wasted time that you can eliminate. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of thing you want to focus on when you're doing a drill like that is eliminating excess motion. Mm-hmm. And you can do that by videoing yourself. So you can self-analyze uh, yourself, and put your cell phone down and video yourself, uh, and then review your tapes, and then you can uh, improve and work on uh, your flaws from that. Uh, you do it in, in a mirror, around a mirror, uh, or having um, uh, someone there with you. You know, if you've got a partner there that's that's with you, that they can visually say, hey, eh, 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 you did that wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, having someone there correcting you as it's happening is probably the best solution. But it's a it's a hard one for a lot of people because that's not really realistic most of the time. Mm-hmm. Unless right now where everyone's stuck at home, maybe you've got you know a partner or something like that that can say, hey, why are you doing this this way? Uh, but for me personally, uh, through the years, I've found video very, very beneficial because you can see all those places where you lose time and you're inefficient and you can go back and you cor- can correct them later on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and if I may interject, yes, if I may, please. you know, I think that that sounds like, you know, obviously Nils, as we talked about is, is every day, uh, creating new content for our Canic quick tips and quarantine. This may be a great opportunity now that it's coming up. Um, maybe keep tuned on, you know, Canic's Instagram and, and Facebook, and there may be a video coming out in the next couple of days with said drill or something similar that people could actually have a visual, visual representation of what to do. And uh, we may even do some sort of contest maybe where you could submit your drill in your initial time and then maybe something where you can show improvement a couple of days later. And maybe, who knows, maybe you could win some Canic swag off of it. Very nice. Yeah, it's a great idea. There you go. And in addition to that, we're also basing some of the content on our our viewers' questions. So if you go to Canic USA on Instagram and you watch one of the videos, leave a comment below if there's something that you want advice on or something you want us to incorporate into one of our quick tips and quarantine videos. Very cool. And one thing to remember on your draw is slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So... Don't start off trying to break records. Uh, start off working on your mechanics. Do it slow. Do it smooth. And as you get more proficient with it, then you're going to become fast. Or faster. <laughs> Maybe not as fast as Neil's. <laughs> I think that's a really good way to explain it to uh, um, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But if you break that down a little bit, like the draw slow is smooth, smooth is fast, because you're doing it slow doesn't mean you're doing it efficiently Mm. so i think slow is smooth but slow can also just be slow i think slow is slow efficient is fast so if you break down your movement and you are efficient and not doing anything more than you absolutely have to then you're doing it fast sure but the ultimate goal is you know as you as you get your mechanics down you get your efficiency uh, you're going to become faster 
Absolutely. And you do that by practicing. So um, that's anything else on the draw? Uh, on the draw, I think that's pretty much it. Um, just compartmentalizing the different moves and making each of those movements as efficient as possible. And mm -hmm. then, of course, incorporating them together uh, for a complete draw stroke. Right. And we're just talking uh, overall, uh, Ladies. We're not talking competition. We're not talking self-defense. It's just overall. Uh, so you're going to be training the way that you train for. So, you know, if you're side holster, if you're ankle holster, if you're uh, appendix carry, you know, whatever you may be, that's how you're going to practice your draw. Practice like yeah, you carry. Absolutely. absolutely. It's good for concealed carry, for competition, shooting, uh, and everything in between. So absolutely. Oh. So let's move down. What would you say would be the next uh, logical grip? Yeah, grip, grip is definitely something you can practice in dry fire, but you need to be careful with it because the tendency I've seen in dry fire is to rush everything, which kind of cheats your grip a little bit mm -hmm. because you're not bringing that recoil. You're not having to control the pistol. Um, I see a lot of people relax their grip to the point where if they were to fire around, the gun would recoil completely differently than they were shooting a gun in real life they'd limp wrist uh, it you want to be exact well not limp wrist it but you, mm -hmm. you hold the gun differently if you're not expecting the gun to fire than you would if you know a gun's going to explode in your hand mm -hmm. you you want to be careful not to fall into that trap and, and remember to actually grip the gun as if the gun was firing so by the end of a practice session in dry fire your hands should be tired because you were gripping the gun so much Good point. Are there, are there any um, actual drills or, or tips or tricks that you can uh, give them to work on a grip? So the, so the grip does two things. One, you're controlling the gun in recoil, so after the gun fires, you can fire another shot as fast as possible. But the other thing that the grip serves is holding the gun still as you pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. So Have you heard the of the coin... Pull, coin on the front sight you heard of that I have, yeah uh that's where you balance uh, uh either a, a penny or a nickel or something like that on the front sight mm -hmm. and as you dry fire the goal is to not let it fall off to one side or the other right um, that could be a good drill for just gun control in general but that's more of a uh a trigger pull drill than a grip drill okay so let's talk about trigger pull yeah, so the trigger pull and the, the motion of your trigger finger kind of goes in with your grip because uh, that's the second thing your grip is doing is keeping the gun still as you pull the trigger. Um, it's difficult to pull the trigger in dry fire the same way you'd pull the trigger in live fire. Um, I see a lot of people, when they're actually firing the gun, they slap the crap out of the trigger right there's very little control there's very fine there's very little fine motor skill uh if you want to put it that way um but then in dry fire they slow everything down and they pull everything super smooth and click and the front sight's perfectly still and that's great you're doing the drill right but if you're not pulling the trigger the same way you'd pull the trigger in live fire it's not really a benefit so if you're able to grip the gun as if you're holding the gun on target you're preparing for the recoil of the gun and you're preparing for any impulse your trigger finger might be doing to that trigger 
throw the site off to one side or the other, up or down, then you're doing the drill more efficiently. Um, so trigger control drills, malfunctions. So I don't personally practice malfunction drills. Um, I know how to clear pretty much every malfunction on earth. Mm-hmm. So somebody who doesn't know that, that might be a good skill. And that's who uh, we're talking to I'm, here. We're talking just generalities and new new learner trying to be more proficient. The non-expert. Yeah. I don't know if I would practice those drills in dry fire because that's... Why would you practice a drill that you're... Why would you practice malfunction you're planning on occurring, right? Malfunction happens out of the blue. You didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. And you go through that process. Uh, so I think the best way to practice a malfunction drill would be on the range with, you know, a round in the stack in your magazine that's not going to work correctly uh, and focus on that malfunction then uh, rather than planning on your gun to malfunction. But that's me. Mm-hmm. I want my guns to work. <laughs> what about reloading? Reloading is, I think, one of the things that's better to do in dry fire from a skill building standpoint that just like the draw uh, because you can compartmentalize the movement so you can you can break down the movement from firing your last shot and then getting your support hand to the next magazine and then every movement in between so you can break that movement down you can break the movement from the mag pouch to just ready for insertion into the grip of the gun and then insertion on target, regrip the pistol. And you can break those movements down to, again, eliminate any inefficiencies and be as efficient as possible. And, and there are things that you can do to simulate the weight. Like you said, there are snap caps. Uh, there's some uh, training ammo that you can buy, inert ammo uh, that you can uh, load your magazines with so you can simulate the weight and have the uh, the proper weights and everything. So uh, that's some yeah, things that you could you look into. To go, yeah, if you wanted to go all out, you could get mm-hmm. some weighted snap caps like you're talking about. Or if you have the ability to reload ammunition, um, you can reload ammunition without a primer and without powder, um, which will weigh virtually the same as a regular cartridge, but uh, it's not going to work, so it's safe. Right. Uh, and you know, there are other options out there too. I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit because we're going to talk about some special gear, but the cert pistol, are you familiar with the cert pistol? Yes. Yeah. That's one of those, uh, it's next level training, but they make it. Yeah. So they make a couple of different, uh, pistol styles. Glock and Smith and Wesson. uh, It's it's, triggered that automatically resets. And each time you pull the trigger, it fires a, a laser out of the gun. And it, that is great for dry fire, but the, the thing you can't do with that is, again, simulate the, the recoil of yeah, the pistol. But right. if you have a system that, that recognizes those the, the infrared laser or the red laser impact on a target, then it can give you some feedback in a computer program, and you can see where you would have actually hit. And we had Mike Hughes on the show when that product first came out years and years and years ago. Uh, so we're one of the first to cover that. Cert pistol's been out a while. I don't know if they've improved it since then or not. I've not seen uh, like a one in the last three or four years. But uh, cert means shoot indicating resetting trigger, or shot indicating resetting trigger. That's what cert stands for. They've also got one for your AR, a little insert for your AR uh, too that you can uh, 
do simulations with that on your AR. Uh, but there are there are other similar type products out there that you can get to. That's not the only one. Um, let's get back to some of the drills there. So another thing that you can practice you can practice one hand and offhand shooting. So again, that's getting into you you know your grips and your sights and uh, I mean it's pretty much endless the things that you can do. But like you said, there's one thing you can't do and you can't simulate the recoil. But you can practice you know all these these other. Um, disciplines yeah absolutely one-handed shooting um whether it's strong hand shooting or offhand shooting um is absolutely something you can practice along with transitions from a two-hand shooting position to a left-handed shooting position so mm -hmm. things you would see in a in a competition or a match environment you can get those movements down to be more efficient and save you time in the long run yeah, absolutely. Another thing that's another thing that's great to do in dry fire is movement drills. Because mm -hmm. again, we're not shooting any bullets, we're not wasting any money, um, and we can focus on smaller aspects and breaking down our movement and being more efficient. So, if you've got a little bit of room in your house or your apartment, awesome. If you don't, you can go to a park and kind of omit the gun for some of the movement stuff. Uh, but that's a really good thing because there's so much time either lost or gained in movement competition shooting. Right. Uh, and then you can, like you said, the movement sitting, kneeling, prone, um, et cetera. So, I mean, it's endless. Are there any videos or a place that you recommend that people could go to get some ideas for, and I know that you guys just started your series, so that's a great place. The, the can it quarantine, uh, <laughs> yeah, that you absolutely. Guys are... yeah, go to go to the Canic USA Instagram. Uh, but there are a lot of resources as far as literature um, that are good for dry fire specifically. Um, the one book that I can think of that started everything would be um, a book from Brian Enos, and I think it's called Shooting Beyond the Fundamentals, okay. and he goes into dry fire and um mental aspects of shooting so that's a good book if you want to get in depth um Steve anderson also does some interesting dry fire books that have good drills that you can incorporate and then if you want to go to ben stoger's pro shop you can get little target cutouts and stuff like that on the wall and put those up all over your house <laughs> okay ben stoger makes those yeah i think it's ben stoger pro shop um so you can get Little car target cutouts, poppers, USPSA, IPSC targets, that kind of thing. So you're not shooting at light switches. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> or the cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. So, I mean, th there are all kinds of drills. If you leadheads have a particular dry firing drill that uh, that you're fond of, shoot me an email, talkingletgmail.com. Let me know what that is. Uh, we'll share that out to the leadhead brigade. Uh, some uh, some other things. Uh, does that cover all the drills that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I think that covers all the, the drills that I want to touch on. I think it's important to remember in dry fire, at the end of the day, it's super boring. So it's important to keep yourself entertained, change things up, incorporate different drills into one another, mm -hmm. uh, and just keep it fun. Because yeah. dry fire is boring. I get it. <laughs> it, it is, and I, I recommend that before you even start, 
you know, get a pad and pencil or get your smartphone, whatever you take notes on, and just uh, have an outline of this is what I'm going to accomplish today in my dry firing session. And they don't have to be long. I mean, 15 minutes. You can do 15-minute <coughs> dry fire sessions. You can make them as long or short as you want to. Uh, but doing them versus not doing them at all is going to, you know, you're going to get a lot more benefit in, in doing them, even if it's just five, 10 minutes, you know, do, do some sort of dry fire drill. And, and gonna, let's be honest, what else you got to do right now? <laughs> listen to the Talking Lead podcast. That's what. <laughs> well, I mean, how many times can you listen to the same episode though? We're going to need you to do one every day now. I've got 344 episodes. This is 344. We've been around for seven and a half years. They got seven and a half years of listening <laughs> that they can do while they dry fire. <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, definitely, you guys, take advantage of this time. Uh, not being able to go to the drill. I know a lot of you don't have a place where you can go shoot like some of us. But even then, I mean, even when I'm not there, I should be doing these. I should be doing more dry dry fire drills than I do. So um, definitely take advantage of of this time and in, in dry fire drills. And if you have questions, uh, you know, if you're not sure about something, shoot me an email, talkingletgmail.com, and uh, I'll get Nils or one of our other uh, professionals that we've had on the show to to answer your question, help you out. So some of the gear that I wanted to get into that can aid with your uh, home training. Uh, one was the CERT pistol, um, and you guys are probably very familiar with that, and we've done episodes on that. You can go back to some of our past episodes. Uh, there's another product called Laser Ammo and Laser Light, and I think these are things that insert into your chamber that emit a laser, and you're doing basically laser uh, training with those. So, uh, the uh, the pin or the hammer will hit the the back of that product and then emit a laser every time you pull the trigger. Uh, and I'm oversimplifying these probably, but you guys can Google them and look them up. Uh, there are reactive laser targets that you can get that uh, coincide with some of these products, so that you can get instant feedback on uh, you know your hits and, and performance. Uh, and then there are some some apps. There are some products that implement phone apps and I've got one and I've talked about it and I've had these guys on the show it's called Target Eyes and I don't even know if they're still in business or not this has been a couple of years ago um, but basically it's rail a rail mounted sensor uh, it's not even a laser and I can just point this at a wall I can point it anywhere uh, put it on my existing firearm and turn the app on and it syncs with the app and then um, it will tell me about my trigger pull, my grip, you know, give suggestions, all kinds of things. And there's different games and drills that you can run with these. Uh, and that's what's called target T A R G E T I Z E. And there's another one called Mantis X, which uh, I haven't heard of it. It may be a newer one. I don't know. Are you familiar with anything like that, Niels? I've seen some systems like that. Uh, I've got one from iDryFire that's very similar as far as uh, like scenarios you can build on a projection screen, that type of thing. Uh, oh. And they can definitely be, be beneficial mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. And when I use this one, it's been a while. I, I tried to charge it before the show, but I think the batteries are they're not working. I couldn't get it to work. But uh, it seemed to be pretty 
pretty accurate in telling me what I was doing wrong because I would intentionally do things just to see if it would tell me that that's what I was doing wrong. And um, it was pretty spot on most of the time. Um, but again, I mean, these are you're getting the money with this stuff. What what Niles or what Niels and I were talking about earlier is it's free. You know, you just take your existing handgun and you know, and you run through these drills and do the dry firing. But you know, if you've got the money and you want to get more elaborate um, with your training, then the UTM, uh, you know, they've got the the Glock barrel uh, conversion, Smith and Wesson. I think they've got several different styles that you can go, and they even got AR. Uh, conversion kits there where they've got um, several different kinds of ammo. Last time I talked with Tony there, uh, they've got the the projectile. You know, it'll do like little pellets that you can shoot at little targets in your garage or something like that. Uh, it gives you the recoil. Uh, it's, it expends uh, the ammo, puts another one in, rechambers, uh, and it's weighted, you know, for the right weight. Uh, and then they've got some that don't have the, they still make the noise and they still do the recoil. There's just no projectile. And then they also have some that will do um, the cycling and it makes no noise. So if you're worried about your neighbors or something like that, it doesn't make a noise, but you still get the cycling and uh, recoil and whatnot. Uh, and then, of course, they've got the simunition also, which you're not going to be doing that at home. <laughs> so. Uh, I would hope not. Yeah, and I don't think they send, sell that to uh, civilians. That's just law enforcement, military, I do, I do believe. But they have targets and things like that. There's another one. We had these guys on uh, episode 335. Met them at SHOT Show. I did a video with them while we were there. Virtual Tactical Training Resources, VT2R. Jack Mills. Uh, and if you guys want to go back to episode 335, that is a laser system that they have. And again, it's uh, AR, Glock. Uh, I don't know if they had another version of that yet, but they're fairly new. And that was a really good um, one that you guys could use at home also. Not worry about um, non-toxic. All Both of those are non-toxic, safe for the environment uh, type thing. But they are expensive. Uh, I think... Just to get into the the UTM, I mean, you're looking like like 300 bucks just to get a barrel or something like that. So, um, but you know, some people have more money than they know what to do with. So, why not? Are, is there anything that uh, that you've heard of that's out there that's floating around? It might be beneficial. I've heard of a bunch of those systems. Um, what I primarily use is just my match gun. Uh, with no ammo in it. Uh, sometimes I'll put a laser cartridge in from my dry fire and use one of their systems. Mm -hmm. uh, but most of the time, it's the pistol and then me reading based on my visual inputs uh, whether the shot was good or not. Um, and doing it that way, it's totally free. Yeah, very cool. All right, is there anything else that we need to make sure that they are aware of or know when they're doing their, their dryer fire drills? You know, We've, for all the people that just bought their guns, um, if they don't have a shooting background and they just got into the gun world, um, I would definitely recommend that they take some time, do a bunch of research, um, before they start doing this kind of thing, because if you make a mistake in your house, it can be a very costly mistake. 
Um, mm-hmm. So definitely do your research uh, and be safe out there. I think the the best thing that they could do is learn their firearm, learn the parts, uh, take it apart, put it back together, watch those videos, uh, gun safety videos that are out there. Watch you know watch those. Get proficient with the the gun safety. Um, and the first chance you get, uh, sign up for a professional defensive handgun training course. Absolutely, especially if you're brand new to the shooting community. Yeah, that's who I'm talking to. And, yeah. yeah, and at local gun clubs, if you go out there and say, hey, I'm new, I don't know what I'm doing, uh, when all this is over as far as the coronavirus, uh, there are people in the gun world that are more than happy to go out of their way to make sure that you have fun and that you're safe. Oh, absolutely. All right. So, uh, I think what everybody's waiting around for, they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Shut up. Give that gun away. Uh, <laughs> uh we're not going to give it away this episode because I want you guys to work for it. Um, so the Canic TP nine, SFX pistol. That's the preferred pistol of Neil's. And it's a badass pistol. Uh, talk about the features of that real quick. Yeah, so this same gun I've been using for just over a year. And it's a lot of fun going to a match where people in your division are shooting three, $4,000 space guns. And you show up with this guy that you can, you know, buy at your local gun store for, you know, 450 500 bucks. And you kick their ass. <laughs> so it's, uh, <laughs> well, it's a humbling. lot of fun demoralizing people yeah. and just kind of showing, just kind of showing people that you don't need to spend a ton of money and you know have uh, thousands of dollars to be competitive. But, uh, the gun we're talking about it's a 5.2 inch nine millimeter pistol. Uh, it has a optic sight on the back of the slide, uh, so you can take off your rear sight and put a optic sight on. And it's got optics plates for dozens of micro red dot sites. Everything from like a Loophole Delta Point Pro to a Trigicon RMR or SRO uh, to a Vortex Viper or Razor, the Hollow Suns. If an optics made, 99% of them will fit on this gun. So uh, that's a cool feature. Every gun comes with a fiber optic front sight. Uh, interchangeable back strap. So if you have large hands, you can put a larger back strap on the grip. If you have a smaller hand, you can put a smaller back strap on. The magazine release button has multiple sizes. So the same thing. If you got big hands, you can put the small one on. If you got small hands, you can put an extended mag release on. And the really cool thing about this gun is the factory trigger blows the socks off out of of any other trigger on the market and he is not uh, exaggerating unless, you're talking, unless yeah. you're talking about uh, a production style gun that's literally costs three thousand dollars or more i can't think of a single one that has a factory trigger as good as this one when it comes to the break of the trigger and that's not an exaggeration and that's not because you know they pay me to say it but that's a fact yeah it, it, I know firsthand, uh, I was very impressed. That's one of the first things that caught my attention was the, the trigger on it. And, you know, then they hit you with the price point, and you're like, what? <laughs> this is unreal. So, yes, we are going to be giving away uh, the Canic TP9 SFX pistol. 
Okay, so here's what you leadheads are going to have to do uh, to win this Canic TP9 SFX. And uh, Neil's just told you all about it. So if you want one of those, and I, I don't think any of you don't want that. Uh, and, of course, you got to be eligible. If, if you're not eligible, it's not legal in your state, or you're a felon, you can't win it. So, I mean, it's just, that's it. Um, we're not just going to send it out to you. You still have to do the background check, checks and all that. So uh, we'll know if you can't have it. So, as we mentioned several times, uh, Niels is doing a series of videos for Canic right now on their, their social meds, on their, their Instagram page and Facebook. It's the Quick Tips in Quarantine. And as of this recording, there's four. Uh, by the time you hear it, it'll probably, there'll probably be a couple more in there. So, what you got to do is you got to tell me the topic for each episode that they do, and then there's going to be a hidden item um, or two, maybe two hidden items in, in one of the videos. So you're going to have to, and you're going to know it when you see it. Um, should we I tell them like what it is? You've got to give them a little more of a hint than that. Come on, pick two things that are the hardest things to find right now okay. in a grocery store, combine them and make that the hidden item. And then Nils has to figure out how to, how to make that happen. Okay, so I've been having a tough time finding. Okay, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. And then I mean, the only other thing I would say would be, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. All right, so. so <laughs> okay, <laughs> so in one of the videos, and you got to tell, you got to say which video it is. Uh, you have to identify the two hidden objects. It's gonna, they're going to be in one. They might be combined. They might be uh, in different places, but. Uh, once you see those two items together, tell us which video that is and where it is located in uh, in the background there. Or Nils could hypothetically just show it for a second. He might. I mean, he could. However he wants to present it. Uh, but that's what you do to get qualified. Okay? So you're going to have to like it. You have to like all the videos. Um, you're going to have to subscribe to Canic USA. You need to subscribe to Nils uh, Instagram. What's your Instagram, Nils? It is no skills, Nils. <laughs> okay, <laughs> spell that. Uh, it's N O S K I L L S N I L S. There you go. Uh, subscribe to his, and of course, uh, as you if you're not, if you're not subscribed to me yet, then just turn me off right now and don't ever listen again. Um, but you got to be subscribed to Talking Lead also. You have to reshare those videos, okay? And tag Canic, tag Talking Lead, and tag Century Arms, and tag Niels uh, in all those videos. And then you're going to email me your answers to those videos. And, of course, that special video that Niels is going to do with the, the special two hidden items so talkinglead at gmail.com, you email me your answers in the subject, put Talking Lead Canic Giveaway Answers. I'm making you work for this, guys. It's a freaking pistol. I mean, this is uh, one of the top-of-the-line Canic pistols that they have out there. You're really going to love it. So uh, we're not just going to make it a, you know, like a video and you get entered kind of thing. you got to work for this. We're going to announce the winner. I said next next video, next episode. I think we'll give you two episodes because some of you guys are a little bit behind. So 
not three, not three. This is three forty-four, so not three forty-five, but in three forty-six, we're going to announce the winner, and we'll get we'll get Niels. Will you come back on and announce the winner with us, you and Adam both? Sure, I can do that. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, I think we can make that happen. Okay, very good. So uh, you guys will have a couple of weeks to get this done. You know, have fun with it. If you've got tips and tricks, send them to. Uh, to Canic there, I think you can comment on their site, leave them a personal message if you got some drills, or send me an email, talkingletgmail.com. But, you know, this is going to be a fun thing. We're going to have fun with this. Uh, and you're going to learn something, too. So um, I'm going to watch these. I'm going to like them. I'm going to reshare them. And uh, we're all going to have fun with it. Guys, great show. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on. I learned a lot on this. and I've got to get back into dry firing. It's kind of one of those things that I let go to the wayside. Uh, but after... Uh, doing this with you guys i'm i'm amped up and ready to start my training again yeah thanks for having us it's uh been fun and hopefully we can all learn some stuff about guns together oh absolutely yeah we're gonna have a good time adam thank you for getting uh Niels on had a great time it was great meeting him and um the ak corner adam man it's been so awesome just watching it really develop into what it has i know this is season two and we were big fans of it at Century even when we weren't, you know, the title sponsor. So the fact that we've been able to hear and, you know, like you said, learning from peers in the industry, learning from leadheads, learning from you, is just really something that makes it special. And we're excited to see it continue. And, man, it's just uh, I think times like this just prove uh, more and more how important it is to not only own firearms but to understand the mechanics and understand the processes in terms of truly bettering yourself and using them to the utmost potential so it's it's things like talking lead that really i think are are, are so important in order to uh, essential baby. enable people with that knowledge essential knowledge, man. we are an essential service and we're not shutting down <laughs> we are open for business uh, and we are open for business uh, because of companies like century arms so go show them some love let them know that the lead head brigade is behind them Go to their social meets, go to their website, go to your local gun store if you're able to, and uh, go purchase a Canic, a Century Arms, Red Army Standard Ammo, uh, U.S. Palm magazines. Uh, they're, they're doing it all. Keltech, KeltechWeapons.com. Uh, I mentioned earlier, we're going to continue that contest. We're going to get it going. We've got everything in place uh, other than the personnel to kick it off, so... Um, once Mission First gets back in action, then we're going to launch that. It's going to be one of those gleam contests uh, where you're going to go and like, and uh, the more likes you do on the pages, uh, the more entries you get, uh, and it's going to be one of those uh, random winners for, for that package. Uh, KeltechWeapons.com. Go show them some love. Fioki Ammo, uh, newest sponsor of the Talking Lead podcast. Uh, go show them some love, too. There's been some rumors that uh, they had shut down their commercial side of things and only doing the military, which is a is is not true. It's not a fact. I talked with Casey today, and a Fioki is open for business and doing a lot of business. It's, they're like everybody else. They're just trying to to catch up with all the demand. Demand is huge right now. I think we mentioned earlier, you know, that that gun sales were up. Alyssa Milano told us, you know, they're two two million in in March alone. So. Um, <laughs> If they buy the guns, they got to buy the ammo too. So they're just they're just trying to catch up. They're out there, but go show them some love. Let them know that you're behind them as the Leadhead Brigade at uh, Fioki Ammo USA. 
And then, of course, modern Spartan systems, all these new gun owners, you're going to want to clean your firearms. Uh, the best product out there on the market right now is from modern Spartan systems. Uh, don't just clean your firearms, optimize them with modern Spartan systems line of cleaning products and lubricants and their uh, TVT engine oil additive. They even make a product for your vehicles or anything with an engine. You put that TVT engine oil additive in there and it's going to extend and protect the life of those engines. Who am I forgetting? 1776 United. You want to get the Talking Lead swag. We're talking about patches earlier, t-shirts. You go to 1776united.com and get your official Talking Lead t-shirts and patches. And then you go to Dipstick Hydrographics and you can get one of these beautiful Talking Leddies, Adam and Nils, uh, to put your your beverage of choice in during these quarantine times. And it's going to keep it uh, COVID-free, COVID-19 free. The Talking Leddy. Mission First Tactical. Uh, you guys are in need of a holster. You're in need of some AR furniture. Go to Mission First Tactical, and they're going to take care of you there. They're even making some cool uh, dump trays, tactical dump trays, and tactical wallets. There's some custom talking lead dump trays and wallets there also. So if you want to get uh, logoed out with the Leadhead Brigade, uh, you can go to their website. They've got those there. Uh, but show them some love. Uh, this is the perfect time to do that build that you've always wanted to do. You've been sitting around and hadn't had time to do your, your AR build, uh, your 1911 build, whatever that may be. Start building those things, man. Now's the time. Uh, I know all the gun stores are, uh, online gun stores are still open for business. They're probably out of some things, but uh, prices are still good on a lot of that. So check them out. Mission First Tactical. All right, Leadheads, until the next episode, as always, keep your loved ones close and, and your firearms closer. And get into Canic USA and check out Quick Tips in Quarantine. Have fun, stay safe, be superior. Even closer than your toilet paper or your chicken. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So find the chicken. Ha, ha, ha.